I'm John Caldera, president of Independence Institute. Ray Elliott wasn't a gun owner, but he married one. Now he's the vice president of the Colorado State Shooting Association. And we're both concerned about what this new anti-gun legislature is about to do. This is the audio version of our television show, Devil's Advocate. You can watch that program by going to youtube.com and searching for our channel, IITV, which stands for Independence Institute TV, or just go to thinkfreedom.org. I hope you'll enjoy this discussion. Sadly, they're back in session and they're coming after our guns. Maybe you like that. I used to like that. I'm a little different about that now. The Colorado State Shooting Association keeps an eye on gun legislation. Their vice president is Ray Elliott. Thanks for being here. Now, you used to be in, in local government, too, so this is, not, this is not anything new for you. You are on Lakewood City Council? That is correct. Now, in your days in local government, you could not do gun control. That is correct. Why was that? Because He the, asks knowingly. <laughs> there was pre-exemption where local municipalities did not have the ability to make individual gun laws. Why was that? The state had a uh, law. a law. That's correct. But, but why did they have that law? Because way in the past, they didn't have that law. Consistency. So if you were a responsible gun owner, you could go throughout the state and not have to worry about breaking a law in an individual community. Because before that, cities would do weird things. Not like they're doing now, but you had like Denver that would do this weird law, and then Englewood would do a weird law, and Arapahoe County would do some weird law, and people were breaking the law without knowing it because they would take their gun to the shooting range, and by crossing a border they didn't even know they crossed, they became criminals, and they got prosecuted, and they lost their guns, and then they had records, and bad things happened to law-abiding citizens just because they drove their car. And it was a really bad scene. And so the state legislature said, this, this is stupid. This is really, really stupid. And they said, all right, enough, enough. So no more local gun laws. We make them here at the state because it's the state that creates all the governments in Colorado. Even though there's like 5,000 governments, they're all subdivisions of the state. And so, we, all terrific. And then, what was it, just a couple years ago? In, in 2020. Yeah. And what was a really odd compromise? Uh, the governor who knows better about guns, he was not, he's not bad on guns as a congressman, there was a push for, for an assault weapon ban, so-called, and he didn't want to do it, so he did local control. Now, local control means you at Lakewood, if you wanted to, to loosen up some of the ridiculous laws we have on the state books now, you could do so. So when he said localities have more control, I'm assuming that meant in Lakewood, you guys in Lakewood could loosen up this ridiculous 15-round limit for magazines. You guys can do that now, right? Nope, can't do that. But he said there's local control. Right, only to make it more restrictive. But he said it's local control. Yeah, only on one side of Ray, he said it was local control. I'm sorry, John. Ray, he said <laughs> local control. Do you believe everything that the governor says? 
You said local control. Unfortunately, that is not how it's worked. Okay. So now, localities, unlike I've ever seen, are, are exploding with gun control legislation. That is correct. And we're back to where we were before the state legislat legislature put in the pre-exemption provision. Actually, it's, I think it's much, much worse. As a guy who grew up in Colorado, saw just a few of these terrible laws popping up way back when, before preemption, which caused the chaos, and the state had to come in and go, all right, enough of this. Um, now with all the Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg-funded groups, you know, um, uh, moms demand action in every town for, what's the euphemism they use? Uh, uh, every, every town for you know, end gun violence or whatever. Um, they're rubber stamping it in city after city, county after county. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Um, I am familiar with that group. And their contention is that by uh, putting in additional gun control measures in the individual municipalities, you'll be safer at church, you'll be safer at a shopping store, you'll be safer at a, uh, a theater. And the reality is, it's the exact opposite. Why is that? Because the folks that are criminals now know that they can go to all these different places and they're not gonna have to worry about responsible gun owners carrying their guns because they're no longer allowed to. And if they do carry their guns, to your point earlier, they're now lawbreakers. And so you have a decision to make as a responsible gun owner, am I going to carry this to protect myself and become a uh, law-breaking citizen? Or am I gonna abide by the law and not carry my gun? It's very odd. Um, maybe you don't know this, but as a young man, I was anti-gun. Wow. Wildly anti-gun. I gave money to Handgun Control, Inc., uh, and I was really, really emotional about it. And it took my, my brother, who bought a gun, uh, he bought, um, uh, he bought a, a gun of choice for most drug dealers. I thought he, I thought he was insane. He bought a... Uh, Bought a Ruger 10-22, which was the, the 22 rifle that every kid in, in, in Kansas gets on his 13th birthday. And um, I thought he lost his ever-loving mind. And he brought it over, he brought it over to my place. And I, what, what, what? And I, I, I flipped. But over the course of a couple years, he took me shooting. Still thought he was crazy. We took it apart. We examined the internal safeties, the external safeties. Still freaked out. But over time, once the emotionalism started to melt and I started doing research, uh, this is where I found crazy people like Dave Kopel and started finding some research. And I started looking into it and I could look at it not as a symbol, not as a swastika, uh, but as a piece of machinery, then I could look at it differently. Once I did that, it, it changed the way I looked at it. And that's why I'm now a life member of the NRA. It's why I'm a gun activist. It's why I'm a gun owner. It's why I'm not going to give up my guns. And it's, it's why I'm not going to stand for this. And they'll have to arrest me and take my guns but I'm sympathetic to those people who, who see this. I'll, I'll go one, one further. The shooting at the King Supers in Boulder mm -hmm. is the shooting 
at my store. Uh, my daughter was supposed to be in that store at that time, but she got a, her schedule mixed up. Um, the babysitter that I use was going in as people were flying out. And when it was all happening, I emotionally reverted back to that, what am I doing? And I had to rebuild my thinking. And it really took me some time. I said, I need to reassess this. I got right back to where I am, but I remembered that feeling like this is, this is crazy. Uh, so I understand people's emotion about it, which is, I've had enough. Make them all disappear. disappear. I, I, I want the unicorns to come and disarm everybody. Um, and unfortunately, that is not the society that we live in. It would be so nice to say, we don't need guns anywhere. But the problem we have um, as we instill more and more gun control measures is the responsible gun owners are wiped out and now it's the criminals are the only ones to have the guns. And now the responsible law-abiding citizens no longer have any ability to defend themselves. If we think that the police are going to be able to respond, and if you look at that King Supers and what happened there, by the time they responded, 48 minutes before they brought that guy out. 48 minutes. And pretty much the shooting was over with, correct? I mean, the people were dead, I think, with the exception of the officer that went in. And as soon as he went in, he, he was shot. But most of the stuff happens in a very, very short period of time. The Look at Uvalde as the other example, as, as they cowered outside the classroom. Um, and it's, it's also interesting, you look at where, where mass shootings were stopped. And it was... the. Um, Old Town Arvada. Uh, Arvada. A responsible gun owner who right. took out a guy that wanted to really go do a lot of damage to a lot of people. You look at the New Life Church in, in Colorado Springs. Springs. Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, right at the mall. Right. Um, the individual that went there, even though he wasn't allowed to by the mall code, went in and stopped somebody from killing tens of or maybe even hundreds of people. Yeah, so amazingly, we're talking about a store, we're talking about a church. We're talking about public spaces that now these new laws are saying you can't carry concealed there. Um, as a as a as a person who wants to protect your your life, it, it's odd and something I'd like to see. So we've we've changed the law here in Colorado that police are personally liable up to a certain extent uh, if if they hurt somebody and they are personally liable. Um, for their activities. That, that's changed. That is a new thing. Really recent, yes. Yeah. I wonder how, how politicians would feel if, if they put in that law that says you can't carry your gun, if someone can't defend themselves now, if they are personally liable, if someone cannot defend themselves because you disarmed them. I think that would be reasonable. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. And in fact, say, John, I don't know if you're aware, but there is a bill um, that we've received um, the preliminary text on uh, called the Assault Weapon Ban Bill or the Mass Shooting uh, Prevention Act. Prevention Act of 2023. And you got to love how they use these emotionally charged terms, right? We hear the word assault weapon. And we think of a machine gun that maybe was used during World War II that can mow down hundreds of people. 
And the reality is the bill that the legislature that's uh, proposed before the legislature right now literally will wipe out anybody's ability to buy any handgun, any pistol, any rifle, any shotgun that has the ability to have a magazine uh, uh, changed out on it, which virtually every semiotic gun has that ability. It is now considered an assault weapon. Okay, and what does that mean? I won't be able to purchase the weapon. I will not be able to carry that weapon with me anywhere. The only place you'll be able to have it is very limited. I can have it at a gun range. I can have it on private property. I can have it at my house. I will no longer in the state of Colorado be able to conceal carry, period. Let me stop you on this one. So, again, the title of the bill is laughable. You know, um, intentional. Intent, yeah. It will not prevent mass shootings. That is correct. And, and it does not outlaw assault weapons. That assault weapons are already illegal. But that is correct. It's very difficult. It's not impossible. It's very difficult to get an assault weapon. Assault weapon means that when you pull the trigger, trigger more than one bullet comes out the barrel. All right? That is a select fire machine gun. Yep, automatic. Now, now and I get it. When I was ignorant about guns, you look at something like an AR-15, and it's black, and it looks like, uh, looks like an M-16. It looks very much like an assault weapon, but it isn't. It's just a semi-automatic gun. Now, every single pistol, not a revolver. Revolvers have the little cylinder, yep. you put six shots in them. Every single pistol is a semi-automatic. That is correct. As written, as written, this bill would outlaw every pistol. That is correct. Every hunting rifle with a removable magazine. That is correct. Every shotgun that has a removable magazine. Uh, this would, this would. Re- any, any modifications that are done to guns that help with the accuracy of shooting, pistol grips, so on and so forth on rifles, which uh, older people, uh, women may like just because it makes it easier. There's less of a recoil. They are all put under the title of assault weapon. Virtually every gun that that we know today that's being sold today is going to fall under an assault weapon. You know what's so laughable about this is that people who don't understand something shouldn't be the ones regulating that something. Agreed. You know, Agreed. if... If you know nothing about sewing machines, you probably shouldn't be the ones making laws about sewing machines. But when it comes to guns, somehow you know the inner workings of a gun. And a pistol grip scares you because of what it looks like. But if you step back and if you remove the, the emotion, a pistol grip on a rifle only allows someone more control over it. That's it. Anything that helps with the control of that gun, to your point. Makes it a safer gun. That's exactly right, and yet is now considered an assault Yeah. So so somebody's got a hunting rifle or a sporting rifle, uh, and they want to shoot more accurately. Maybe they have a small frame body, and they want to lessen the recoil. And so they switch out the stock for one that has a pistol grip so that she can aim it more accurately for her competitions, that's good. 
it means she's less likely to shoot it in the wrong direction. This makes it, by definition, a safer weapon. And it doesn't even matter whether you, you put the pistol grip on, you put a suppressor on a gun, if it has the capability to have a pistol grip or suppressor, it is outlawed and now considered an assault weapon ban. If you don't do anything with the magazine, you don't increase the uh, number of bullets you can have, it still is an assault weapon. And, and I, I think the thing you learn as you look at this, and I, I loved your comments about, hey, I went and found out, I, I was in the same boat, I didn't grow up around guns. I didn't Neither have did guns. I. Neither did and I. I think one of the smartest things I did was went to a class uh, to get my concealed carry permit and found out about guns to become more familiar with them, to become more comfortable with them. And I wasn't comfortable. My wife, her dad was a Denver police officer, was in the Denver police force his entire life. She was very comfortable with them. I was not. And I went to that class and then you actually go to a range and you try them out and it's amazing. And I think, to your point, the folks that are in the legislature that think they're doing something positive, which they probably do, should go through some type of a class to learn a little bit more right. about what they're doing and what this is gonna mean. And, and, and I love your point, hey, if, if I can no longer carry a gun now, I should, my wife, in case I die, should have the ability to sue the state for not allowing me to protect myself. And they should be personally liable. I like that. The same way that a cop now is personally liable if they kill somebody. Yep. They yep. are the only reason your wife can't carry a gun in certain places uh, in the in the state, so uh, it, it it's it's just so laughable that they don't understand what the right. Reg- I keep I go back to this when when um, when Diana Deget didn't understand Amazing. that magazines when you use them you don't throw them away. I mean it was just it is laughable and I don't I don't blame listen I don't blame anyone. Who doesn't understand that? Agreed. But if you don't understand that, how, how can, can you pass legislation? How can you be doing this? All right. Here's the difference, though. <clears throat> Democrats have a supermajority in the House in Colorado. They're one vote away from a supermajority in the Senate. And given how squishy some Republicans are, they can probably find that one vote. The governor in his state of the state address didn't mention anything about a, an assault weapon ban. Do you think he's going to stand up and protect gun rights? He's already unleashed this hellscape of gun regulations and gu- uh, gun grabs. Did already. you say Governor Polis stand, <clears throat> stand up for the Second Amendment? I'm asking you, will he stand up? Not a chance. Well, what do you mean? <clears throat> because to your point, uh, they have the supermajority virtually to override any veto. I don't think he want, he's gonna do that. I think. Now, it, listen, it used to be. You? Young man, I remember when. It used to be that Democrats in this state were gun owners. They were farmers and ranchers. They were union members. They were not, it was not a partisan issue being a gun owner here. Uh, Dick Lamb and Roy Romer and those before him were not anti gun. I don't believe. Polis himself is an anti-gun guy. Other than this local control compromise he made, which unleashed this anti-gun, gun-taking hellscape we're living through, personally, I don't think he's anti-gun. I think this was his, his not being able to stand up to the left. If he wants to run for president, you know, 
does he want to be the guy who, who signs an assault weapon ban? Yeah, my, my hope would be that he would work with the leadership of the House and the Senate on this bill. Um, what will that mean? What will, they, uh, what will they eliminate from the bill? How can they compromise? Hopefully he would lead some charge to not eliminate all handguns in, in the state of Colorado. I don't have a lot of confidence, John. I don't have a lot of confidence. I have confidence in this, in that they're not gonna outlaw every pistol in Colorado. That would be, that would be wildly unconstitutional. It wouldn't stand up to, to, to any legal challenge. And they know this. And so in the art of, of making a bill, you add a lot of stuff that you know you're going to compromise right, out. And, and eliminate. All right, so I, 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 I get that. And then he can talk about the, the compromises he's made. The question is, is he going to outlaw certain types of so-called assault, assault weapons? Yeah. You know, those of us who have these awful weapons, we're not giving them up. We're not registering them. We're not going to do a backdoor registration, which this is this makes. It will turn a, a whole class of us into 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 criminals, and for doing nothing. Yeah, for doing nothing. Well, and and, and the best part of it all <coughs> all is. Um, depending on which county you live in, should you be caught with one of these weapons? Uh, maybe it's in your car and you let the police know you get pulled over because you're going too fast. You have to provide proof of ownership of that gun. And if you can't, so that means as you drive around, guess what you're gonna need to have? Your receipt for that gun. And if you can't, the law enforcement is supposed to confiscate the gun you then have three days, maximum of three days, to provide them the proof that that is your gun, and if you don't, the gun gets destroyed, okay? Obviously, there's gonna be a lot of counties where sheriffs are gonna say, we're not gonna enforce that. We already have that on record that those sheriffs are, are saying, guaranteed. Those are, those are sheriffs, police chiefs are different. Boom, and in the more aggressive counties, such as what we were talking about earlier, Boulder, Boulder. and Denver, okay? We know what's going to wind up happening. If I'm in that car and happen to have that gun and they happen to see it or I disclose to them, they will be asking for it. And if I can't produce receipts for guns I bought three decades ago, guns I bought from from friends or guns that were given to me by people. No, I don't have those receipts. Give me a break. (laughs) It's going to be very, very interesting for sure if this bill goes through. What's amazing, I remember, you might not be old enough, but I remember... I'm older when, than I look, believe it or not. Uh, sadly, I'm younger than I look. <laughs> I remember when people on the left used to say such such bizarre things as, you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, and that when you say, no, no, that's mine, that it would be up to the state to prove it wasn't. that it isn't yours. And I remember people saying, no, 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 the ends don't justify the means. I remember when, in fact, it was liberals, progressives, people on the left who believed these principles so strongly that they would donate time, money, energy to progressive groups like the ACLU and People United for the American Way and groups like that to protect against abuses of government, like just what you, what you said. Um, but the idea that that the government could just take something of yours and destroy it without the due process of 
them proving that it's not yours. Unfathomable. Yeah. And, and, and what it, happens it, if it, that gun was inherited from a relative, from your great-grandfather? Or even if it wasn't, if, <laughs> even if it was just your gun that you bought from a... And you don't have the receipt. <laughs> that you bought from somebody 20 years ago. But amazingly, amazingly, these same people trust government that much. Will they trust them on the issues that they're scared of government about? You know, this is, this no is, this, this is what, what scares me, is finish the equation here. So you trust the police. Let me see if I got this. Man. You trust the police that much that, that the police can go disarm you, destroy it. These are the same police that you're having riots against on Black Lives Matter. You know, so at the end of this... That you want to defund. That you want to defund. And so, you know, great. So take the guns away from the white guys. Take the guns away from the black guys. Take the guns away from everybody. You know who's going to have the guns? The man is always going to have the guns. You know, so um, it's amazing to see... And I, I, I know this is tough to, to think about. I've got friends in Ukraine, and there they are passing out guns to civilians to protect them from invaders, to protect them from the war crimes and the rapists that are coming into their nation, to protect themselves from looters. It's just kind of bizarre to watch that the people who distrust the police the most are willing to make sure they are the most empowered people in society. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so what are you guys going to do about all this? Obviously, we're going to do everything that we can um, which in is the nothing. process. Which is uh, nothing. appear before the state legislature, uh, try to influence that. This At the nothing. end of the day, if it doesn't work and they want to move forward, what are you gonna we're do? going to court. We'll go to court. And, and, and the courts in Colorado, both in state and federal, probably not going to have uh, friendly ears, unfortunately, from many of the judges in Colorado that have been appointed by progressive Democrats. Um, and they're not going to see, um, see that you know, importance of the Second Amendment for the citizens. So it's probably going to wind up having to go to a unless, federal court. Unless they actually see um, the Bruins decision by the Supreme Court and follow that decision, at which case they will have to rule in your favor. However, as Justice Thomas has seen over and over, that lower courts seem to disregard the Heller decision, the McDonald decision, and now the Bruin Bruins. decision, which means it's going to have to go all the way back up. The, sadly, it seems like the last line of defense for this forgotten bit of civil rights is the United States Supreme Court. It's really sad here in, in Colorado that our last line of defense are not the people who took an oath to defend the Constitution, are not our legislators, are not our local officials, are not our county commissioners, town council, city uh, officials, and certainly not our judges. We have to go all the way to the Supreme, Supreme Court. Court for that. Yep. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Riddle me this. 
I believe that politics is the lagging indicator of culture. The reason why this is happening is because we have lost the cultural battle that guns are seen like the Confederate flag right now. And I think a lot of it is because we gun owners have done a terrible job carrying on a tradition, showing what guns are. We've had, we've allowed the media, we've allowed people who are emotional, emotionalists write this story. And so the visuals of this uh, have destroyed the Second Amendment. And John, I'm hoping that's not true. I look back at 2021, a record number of new gun owners in the U.S., 10 million new gun owners. Uh, more became, women, more women than ever have exactly. become first-time gun owners. So I, I don't know. Again, I understand uh, the comment on politics. I still think there's a lot of people that understand. And, and, and we look at Denver. I mean, you, you look at what's going on um, in the state of Colorado, Denver in particular, right? Rise in crime all over. I mean, what a horrible time. Not that there's a great time to infringe upon the Second Amendment, but people's ability to protect themselves, the police are not able to respond. We don't have full police forces anywhere, right? Everybody is understaffed, undermanned. Call 911 and see how long you're on hold for. Um, and, and, and by, I called 911 the other day. Um, I was on hold for three minutes, and then they disconnected me. <laughs> I had to call them back. I was on hold for another three minutes, and they got through. So, yeah, mass shooting's over with, by the way. Yeah. So it's done. Yeah. By, by the way, there's a, uh, a very helpful tip I've learned, which is um, really important to call 911 three minutes before you get shot <laughs> in order, you don't want to bleed out. So just- Unfortunately, the police response time is five minutes, so you probably need to think even a little bit further ahead. Right, so eight three. minutes before, okay, there before you, you get shot. Exactly. Yeah. Three and so, minutes a hold plus right. the, yeah. yeah so I, People people do want to arm themselves. People do want to protect themselves. People want to take care of their families. Yes. I get that. I get that. Uh, but as cities become more progressive and more progressively dominant by voters, no. I mean, you look at you, you look at places like New York and Chicago, and and uh, they become more and more anti-gun. And I, I you don't I can't understand it. It's why this is where I don't understand the disconnect. Right? You have these states, uh, uh, as you said, Illinois, New York. Some of the heaviest, California, the California heaviest gun control measures. Okay, and yet, is their crime rate significantly better? I would say no. no. It's not. Probably even worse. I was just sharing uh, this bill with a friend of mine who lives in California, who happens to be anti-gun, and he's like, "You guys are going further in Colorado if this bill passes than we even have in the state of California." So we're no longer. I know there's a concern. We're becoming California. Oh no, no, no. No, we're much. Farther. We're going to go way further than yeah. California with all this. Further than New York. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It is, and for for a guy who grew up here, it's it's sad. It's sad on a whole bunch of levels, because any government that starts stripping people of your civil liberties, you know, uh, this is just the first one. You know, and I, I look. Where does at, it end? Right. Well, you look at the the. I know it's, it sounds very Fox News-ish, but you know, when you start looking at the woke world and speech codes and um, it, you wonder where it ends. And I just don't like it. I really don't like it. I feel like 
it's scary that we have to depend on the courts. So let me go back to the question. It's good that you're going to be trying to fight it. It'll be good that we'll make a horrific bill slightly less horrific. Something's going to pass. Even if nothing passes, what's going on on the local level is just a, a sign of, of, of what's to come. Um, yeah, they're falling like dominoes right now. Yeah. Really, our Broomfield, I think, being the latest one that just oh, passed just awful. legislation. Yeah. And, 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 and to your point, you know, it's, the people think, hey, I'm actually doing something. I'm accomplishing something. And, and, and they are. But they're accomplishing the exact opposite. Rather than having less of these type of events, mass shootings, it's going to go the exact opposite way. You are now making more and more places um, gun-free zones, and the criminals know that, and they can take advantage of it. And every time they do, you're opening up more opportunities for them to do something that is absolutely horrific. It, culturally, though, we're missing the opportunity. Culturally, we're losing it here. That's, that's a sad... Yeah, we, can, we can talk about... Every time these laws are proposed, um, it's a great sales incentive. Obama was the biggest seller of guns, guns. that America has ever seen. Uh, in fact, when it looked as though Hillary was going to become president, um, couldn't couldn't hardly find a gun. You couldn't right? find a gun. Yeah, you or find a gun. ammunition for or, that matter. Right. And then once Trump won, there was a glut of guns because people who were hoarding guns and buying more guns. Um, all of a sudden, you could you could buy an AR-15 for 400 bucks. All right, uh, uh, they they were everywhere because like uh, oh, oh, we're safe, and not realizing that now it's happening on the local level, uh, and people might feel safe because there's Republicans in control of of, of the, the, house. the house. No, 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 no. It's it's happening locally. Right. My point being, when Obama was president, when Hillary was going to be president, everybody's hoarding it. I worry that it's a bunch of the same gun owners buying a gun a month. Great, buy a gun a month. You know what's gonna happen? When you die, great. You got 50 guns in your basement and you're gonna give them to your daughter and your daughter's gonna go, I don't want these and it's illegal for now for me to take them and I'm not into guns like dad and my husband, well, you know, he's a coder from LA and you know, he's not gonna take them. So we just give them to somebody or we sell them and they just get killed, you know. Oh, we, haven't, we haven't done what my brother did, which is to take two years to slowly introduce somebody who is smart enough that they shouldn't be emotional over guns and actually bring them along to the point where they go, you know, all right, now I'm not emotional. So now I can actually look at the facts. And once you're there, it leads you to someplace else. I don't think gun owners, as general, huge stereotype, I think they're lousy salesmen. Yeah. I think, you know, the whole idea of the build cap camouflage guy with a beard going out of my cold dead hands is ever gonna get new first-time gun owners to have the scales from their eyes and get the emotionalism out of them to the point where they're willing to do the research and, and look at it. 
maybe one of the things, um, and, and that's one, uh, one piece our organization is involved in is education, right? Trying to educate as best we can. Um, obviously, there's so much going on in the state that our focus has been trying to get good legislators elected, fighting bad bills, but the whole education aspect, I, I mean, I look at it, I was not opposed to guns, but it really was that education aspect and learning more about it. And I still feel like I'm a novice compared to a lot of people really was eye-opening. So getting other people, I, I like your idea, getting other people that maybe not as comfortable around guns, getting them comfortable, bring them to a range, show them how a gun operates. It really isn't, there's not that much really involved in it. Uh, being able to handle a gun, how can you take it apart? Uh, how does it work, just like your brother did with you? I, 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 love, I love that idea. So I, I wanted to start a movement. I did a column on this, and it was, I'm giving away one of my guns. And so I put out a column, I said, I want to do the same thing. I want to start a give a gun movement. And so I wrote up, I've got a nine millimeter, I want to give it to somebody. And so send me an email, I'm going to give you my gun. And you know, my idea was I wanted to give it to some younger person who you know, needed a gun. Instead, I got more 60 and 70 year olds who go, I need a gun. I'm, I need a gun. Give me a damn gun. I need a gun. No, you have to be under a certain age, right? right? And, and, and finally, I, I, I got a um, mid 20s lady who said, Just broke up with my boyfriend. I'm living alone. I'm a little nervous. I've never had a gun, but, um, and met, gave her the gun, went through the transfer. It was on the, um, it was on, the, she had to go get a class. She needed to. Yep, I wanted yep. to make sure that that she did that, and that I follow up with her with her later. And I also said, "Watch out for the gunnies." Uh, when I, you know, cute little thing at the shooting range, all the guys go, well, "Let me tell you, honey, what, what you need to do is this. No, you need to do this. And, and and so I followed up with her a month or two later and talked to her, and she said, "Oh man, were you right?" You know, so you know, I go into the range and they just. I'm a mansplaining. And she said, uh, once I found a female instructor, it was so awesome because everybody left us alone and I learned how to shoot and uh, the instructor wasn't mansplaining things to me and I could learn how to shoot and it was a lot of fun. And now um, I sleep really well at night um, in, my, in my place knowing I can defend myself if I need to. And, um, and my... I asked her if she lost any friends, and she said, you know, I kind of did, because um, you know, some, some of my friends were like, you have a what? Um, but, she said, a couple of my other girlfriends were like, really? Can I see it? How did you do that? How did? And they were like, oh, and that's the curiosity. And what I found, particularly with a concealed carry, and tell me if this strikes true, particularly among women, was, you know, what? Cheryl has a uh, concealed weapon? But Cheryl seems so normal. You know, and that's... Very true. It reminds me very much of when, uh, for those of us old enough, when gays started coming out more naturally. Like, Bob? But I, I like Bob. Bob seemed like an okay guy, you know, and then it's like, no, yeah, they're all okay guys. And uh, uh, 
I think it's very accurate. You people that I know that maybe aren't gun owners and everything, you let them know you have a CCW, and they look at you significantly different. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a male, whether you're a female, probably even more so with a female than with a male. Like, what in the world is wrong with you, buddy? Why would you go do that? Right? No concept. No concept. I read all. a I read an article by um, a guy in Silicon Valley, Asian guy. He said it was so much harder for me to come out as a gun owner than to come out as gay. He said, um, coming out as gay, everybody loved me. When I came out as a gun owner, I was shunned, isolated, and um, nobody talked to me. Yeah, the hatred of that. Well, and and, and the process to do it. I mean, I, I live in Denver. I literally live in Denver. That is quite the process to get a concealed carry. And, and yeah. I have no record, no problems at all, but it is pay your money, make sure you have all your documents, and wait for us to get back in touch with you. And we'll get in touch with you, right? There's certain things they have to issue within a certain period of time. Denver doesn't care. W- what am I going to do if Denver doesn't issue in time? Am I going to go sue Denver because you didn't issue it in 90 days like you're supposed to and it took you 150? They don't care. Keep in mind, before the shall issue, which Independence Institute was critical in getting passed, Denver never gave out a concealed right. weapon permit except to the occasional judge or uh, favored politician. So if you were in the in-club, you could get one. So I guess I'm in the in-club in Denver now. Is that what I'm hearing, John? No, because of the shall issue law, then everybody now could, could get a concealed weapon permit. Wow. Um, and now, this is, here's the other good thing. 9% of all Coloradan adults have a concealed weapon permit. That gives me hope, but it should be 20. That's it. Yeah, there's no reason not to get it. There really is no reason not to get it. Even if you don't want to use it, have it available. Absolutely. Have it available. Although some some gunnies are like, I'm not telling the government when I'm carrying a gun or that I have a gun. No, get get it. Get it. Yeah, and in reality is, it's a process. You fill out paperwork. We are still a shall-issue state. So the governor has not changed that, or the legislature has not changed that. You can get it in any county you live in. I live in Denver, probably one of the most repressive uh, uh, counties uh, regarding the Second Amendment. Maybe Boulder is right there, but Boulder and Denver are the top two, and they had to issue. They had to issue it. The other great part about that is that many states have reciprocity. That is correct. So when you go to another state uh, and you're traveling and you want to bring bring your gun with you and conceal carry. You can do that. So when you're road tripping, you wanna you wanna do that. Just make sure you're aware of which, which states, state that exactly, because you may go somewhere, and if you have to pull your luggage out, if that's uh, I think New Jersey is a great example. If I flew from here and was let's say going up to Maine and got held over in, in uh, New Jersey and had carry on luggage, and I had um, had a gun in there, I, I would have a problem. Well, you Actually, it couldn't be carry on. Can't have to be, be carry on. Yeah. All right. But if I had to take possession of it and then recheck it, uh, New Jersey would not look too too favorably upon that. So just be careful with that. People want to get involved with uh, State Shooting Association. We'd love to have them. Um, Our membership uh, with this issue, we've seen a significant increase. Uh, They can go to CSSA.org. Become a member. Really? You got a four-digit URL? That's rare. Four-digit URL. That is correct. That's not bad. That's not bad. And you'll see right on there how to become a member. There's resources available. This bill that I'm talking about, if you go under the resource tab, you can see uh, I've read through it. It's 16 pages long. And again, as we said, devil's in the detail. Do not fall, as we said earlier, 
for the title of the bill. And then the other thing we have is, so if we're going to wind up having to fight this in court, as, uh, as uh, we mentioned, uh, there's a cost to doing that. The NRA, we are partnered with the NRA. We are the uh, state association of the NRA and the only state association uh, with the NRA. They have already said they will support us, but our organization is going to have to come up with a significant amount of funds to help with the NRA in fighting this uh, in court. Are there any other gun bills so far? Uh, there's a few others we've heard of. Uh, background checks on purchasing ammunition. <laughs> Imagine that. Yep, that is one that is uh, uh, in the hopper. Another one. <laughs> what the hell? Exactly. Another one changing the age. Right now, 18-year-olds uh, are allowed to own certain types of guns. Long they, guns. Yep, they yeah. want to uh, bump that up to 21, so nobody under 21 is going to be able to have any type of firearm whatsoever. Uh, there's another bill saying that if uh, for every firearm you own, you're going to have to have a million dollars of uh, insurance uh, for each gun that you have. So, John, your entire collection of guns, you're going to have to have a, a crap pile of insurance uh, if that goes through. And then one that's really concerning <laughs> is that I any— believe There's another way. You know, they want to get registration. They want to know how many guns you have. This is—all of these bills, they want to know— how many, How many guns, guns? you have because they want confiscation. That, that's the end goal, and they're very patient about this. They want to be like New Zealand. They want to come after the guns and destroy them, well, which is why they, say, they think we're nuts. All right, I get it. 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 You think we're nuts when we say we will never ever let you know how many guns we have. We will never let you know how many guns we have because we know at some point you want to confiscate them. In fact, say even the ability to transfer, right? Yeah. Once this law goes into effect, you're going to have no ability. It is an assault weapon. You die, you can't pass it on to your kids. Right. It has to be destroyed according to the legislation. It's over with. Right. So again, I, I don't want to uh, cry chicken little, but this bill, uh, everybody who's looked at Ex it, explain very this one. Concerned. Explain this one to me. When you're talking to somebody, maybe they're not crazy emotional. They've they've calmed down a couple steps, and you and you're trying to explain to them why we feel so passionately that you know we just want some common sense stuff. You know, you understand gun control is just a ratchet. It never it never steps down. It's always, well, we'll bump it up to 21. We'll have it a, 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 a cooling off period. No open carry. You know, you know, we'll just, just, just this. And it just boils the frog, you know, to this frog. Yeah. But why it is that with each one of those, we know that it leads inevitably to this. I'm not worried about me, all right? I'm, you know, I got guns. I'm going to be okay for my life. Yep. Um, I am worried about this for future generations. That's exactly. why I'm so passionate about this. Yeah. How, how do you explain, here, here's a guy who came to guns very late in life, because uh, you married a much better woman than, than you deserve, apparently. Uh, don't we all? <laughs> yes, but I'm divorced. That's how good she <laughs> is. She was <laughs> smart enough to dump me. Um, um, how do you explain why this issue is so important. You know, it's a, what do you care? It's, you know, whether it's 
15 it, shots or 16 shots? Dude, come John, on. John, when I go back to the founding of the country and you look at what the people did to give us the freedoms that we have, uh, the folks that signed the Declaration of Independence were all independently wealthy. They would have been best off just keeping their mouth shut and not doing anything and letting England continue to rule the country. But they knew that there was a better way, right? And they gave up their families, their fortunes, their property, everything, not for themselves and their families, for us. As we look at this, I, I, I'm at the same spot you are. <clears throat> Probably going to be fine in relation to guns, um, although this bill, li little concerning in our ability to carry them. But what about my kids, my grandkids, and their ability to defend themselves? The police are not there to be able to protect you from every situation. It's just not, they cannot respond quick enough. There's not enough of them. We need to be able to do this ourselves. It's about self-determination for us as a people, uh, as a family, for us to be able to do it. And, and by the way, one of, one of the best things I learned when I went to that concealed carry class was that gun, you're not trigger happy. You use that as your absolute last resort when your life or your family's life is, is, is on the line. That's it. I hope I never have to pull my gun. And most, if you look at all the guns that exist, most gun owners never in their lifetimes have to pull that gun. But it is still a sense of protection. When I came down here today and I see the homeless people wandering the streets aimlessly, stopping traffic on 6th Avenue, not knowing what the intent is and knowing that we have problems with car theft going on, carjackings happening, the police's inability to respond, having that ability and, and, and that comfort of, of, hey, I can protect myself if one of these people do it, is hugely important, but not just to me, to the future generations as well. When you look at crimes committed by concealed weapon holders. It, it, it's, it, it's a non-issue. It's a non-issue. It's a non-issue. This is a, this is, I say, a solution in search of a problem that does not exist. For the same, for the same reason that you, Mr. Gun Hater, have life insurance, for the same reason you have car insurance, you have fire insurance on your home and you sleep better at night. It's the same reason I carry a gun. Protection insurance. It, it is the same reason that I feel better having a gun in my house, my kids are there. Will I use it? Hopefully Likely not. Likely never, yeah. never. But I would be a fool not to have fire insurance. I would be an idiot not to have, and you would be too. All right, try this one on for size and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Why do you feel so passionate about this? I go at it two different ways. One, I, I go back to my, my, my founding principle and it's my founding faith, which is I believe the individual is sovereign, that I am a king unto myself and so are you. And, and from that simple belief, every other belief springs from. And that you're a king and I'm a king and, and our kingdoms will work together when we want. And, but I think they call that natural law back as the Declaration of Independence yeah. was declared and the first constitution right. was established. But call it what Government you will. can't give me that. That right. exists outside of ourselves. Right. But as a sovereign, that means I have certain rights. I have, I have right to, to, 
to live. I have, I have a right to own things. I also have a right to defend myself. And um, it's going to be a little hard for me to, to, to create my own army, but I have a right to self-defense. And uh, a firearm is that right to self-defense. Furthermore, I know that governments go bad over time. Mm -hmm. And when the sovereigns all have their own army, that is, we all have our own guns, the chances of the government going bad goes down quite a bit. And that's why every tyrannical government never allows their subjects to be armed. Um, a free government, a free government does not fear armed people, armed citizens. A tyrannical government always fears armed citizens. And uh, if you believe in freedom, you believe in free armed citizens. And once you disarm uh, citizens, over time, no, not tomorrow, but in decades, centuries ahead, you know, it's, a, it's the invitation to tyranny. That's why. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't Thanks for everything you do. Thank uh, you. So it's CSSA.org. .org. Thanks so much. This is John Caldera, and if you've enjoyed this episode of Devil's Advocate, I hope you'll share it with a friend. You can listen to more episodes on all streaming services, with new ones being released weekly. And remember, this is the audio from our television show. To watch the video version, just search the letters IITV for Independence Institute TV on YouTube for this and many other great conversations.